Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. This is part two of our bite-sized deep dive into the 12 driving forces versus the Enneagram. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, creatives, and educators like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective at what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jim P. Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make. And have fun doing it. Your personality is your business, so let's get down to business. Hey, Difference Maker. Today, I wanted to talk more about how the 12 driving forces and the Enneagram are different. While both assessments focus on the motivations that are behind your behaviors, here's how they're different. Remember in season three, when I went through all of the different client profiles for each of the Enneagram types, I talked about the surface motivations and the core motivations, whether you're a true type or if you're a pseudotype. And these are all about the nature versus the nurture of your personality. It's my opinion that the 12 driving forces reflects the nurtured part of your personality. And that's why they recommend that you take it every three years to take in account the way you've matured or the way that you've adapted or coped based on new experience you may have had in between your assessments. These are your surface motivators, and they might explain why you thought you were a different Enneagram type before you discovered what your true Enneagram type is. These can be conscious or subconscious pieces of your value system based on your experiences and how you cope. Your Enneagram type's motivations are core motivators. 
these are more spiritual. They are more in tune with your soul or your psyche or your essence, like happiness or peace or morality. And just like you have all 12 driving forces, just at different intensities, you also have all nine core motivations of the nine Enneagram types. It's your true type that reveals that primary unconscious motivation. So can you see why Enneagram tests just don't work? But this is how the Enneagram explains both that nature piece and the nurture piece of your personality. The Enneagram isn't about your actual behaviors of your type, but the pattern of behaviors. So let me say that again. The Enneagram explains the pattern of your behaviors. Contrary to popular belief, it's not a box. You don't just look at one type and say, ooh, this is me, this is me, this is me, this is me. That is you when you are operating in your core type, but there is a pattern. And you can't just look at your client in that one core type box or you're going to stunt their growth. And I believe that every opportunity to give someone else that base to step into their full potential is also an opportunity for me to be able to step into my full potential. Now, something interesting that I learned about myself with the 12 driving forces is the commanding driving force. And that was a little lower. <laughs> I scored lower on that than I actually expected that I would. You know, being a type seven and having a confronting social style, that's an acknowledgement language, by the way. I really value directness and authority and for someone to take the lead so that basically I can enjoy the ride, that I can enjoy the experience and actually be able to participate and not have the anxiety or the anticipatory anxiety. Um, that's what I feel type seven struggle with the most when they're looking at anxiety is the anticipatory anxiety. That's why once the thing starts, there's no more anticipation because it's starting and they look super confident and don't look like they have anxiety. But I digress. That continuum goes from, that's the power continuum. It goes from commanding to collaboration. And I am 100% all about collaboration. Well, I think my score was like 62%. So 62%. <laughs> I love collaboration. And I would choose collaboration any day over not being involved at all. Of course, as long as it isn't boring or it isn't keeping me from something that I deem more important. Another interesting thing that I saw was how Myra and I both have intellectual as our primary driving force. Now, she is a type five and I am a type seven. And those are seemingly opposite personalities. Yet when we start talking about things, especially if they're interesting things, they have to be interesting things. We can talk for hours and hours and hours. We're just super, super curious. And the 12 driving forces explains that. When you bring the Enneagram in, it also explains that type five and type sevens are head types or thinking types. Or if we're gonna use the nine acknowledgement languages, language, we process information through this experience gate of concepts, ideas, and beliefs. And I love this type seven, type five dynamic. My mom is a type five, and so is my elder son. And what it helps is it helps us recognize that type five is my security number, but type seven is their stress number. So if we are not mindful of that dynamic, and be intentional about boundaries on our conversations, 
even though we could talk for hours and hours, one of us is going to be overstimulated quicker than the other. And that can lead to anxiety, which can lead to poor sleep, poor digestion, poor tension. And lo and behold, now we're at the bottom of Maslow's pyramid and our hierarchy of needs has been compromised. Now, let me pause because I don't want to go down that rabbit trail. In the next episode, I'm going to go more into the combined report that I received for Terry and me and the interesting insights that we gained as a couple and how we communicate or like thereof and how we could do it better. That's in our next Bite Size Deep Dive. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.